And welcome into episode number three of the Cavalier Wrestling Radio. I am your host, Jacob Hughley, and I'm excited to be talking to, to some, some of the, the best Cavalier wrestlers around, the coach, uh, one of the top performers of the weekend. Uh, we got a good one in store for you guys today, kind of recapping what happened in the first week of ACC Wrestling. Uh, talk a little bit through that and then even look ahead to uh, to the following or to the this weekend where we're going to see uh, UVA and Garner Webb match up in the first duel for the Cavaliers so definitely looking forward to that but let's go ahead and get everybody brought in here I have with me today head coach himself Mr. Coach Garland Mr. Coach Garland that's kind of that's it's a little odd Coach Garland um, and then also I have Quinn Miller, heavyweight for the Cavaliers. How's everybody doing today? Let's start with you, Coach. How's it going? Good. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, especially in light of, you know, the stress of everything you see in the news and everything you see uh, on social media and everything we're seeing in our own department with women's basketball, men's basketball, all the delays and all the cancellations. We're just so thankful that we haven't had that yet. And, man, I, I'm on my knees we're praying a lot that it won't happen to us and that we won't be there because it can happen like that. So, um, just we're real as of this morning, to my knowledge, we're in a, we're in a good place and, um, we haven't had too, too much crazy stuff. We've had great, we've had some stuff, but it hasn't been great, crazy, crazy. So we're, we're, we're just grateful for that. We got through a great mini camp over the break. Uh, the majority of our team did not go home for Christmas. Uh, believe it or not, I actually moved in the dorms with the freshmen. I got in the pit with them and, and actually moved into the dorms with them, no joke for from December 19th to December through December 26th. So, you know, literally Christmas Eve, my 11 year old was holding my arm and crying as I left the house going, daddy, don't leave, you know, and, and then Christmas day, I got up at four o'clock in the morning, uh, went and got the food and, and got home, did the Christmas with the kids. And then I went and cooked uh, for five hours straight. I cooked all the food for or most of the food for um, our luncheon. We had a Christmas day luncheon together as a team, as a family. So. Our guys sacrificed a lot. Our guys have pushed through a lot, and the fruit of that labor paid off last weekend. So uh, that was that was great to see. There's been no complaining. They've replaced complaining with commitment, and I'm really proud of them for that. So, you know, to see to, you know it's to see everything we've gone through the last four four to five weeks and where we're at now. I'm just really grateful and, and really uh, I'm, I think we're in a good place. You know, and I'm, I'm obviously hoping by God's grace that'll continue. Yeah, well, it's good that you've had good luck so far obviously we saw unc's duel get canceled already so we've already already had one uh hopefully that's all we see this year but um that's good to hear and i of course i saw the the pictures of you in your bed made up in the dorms uh so i, I know i know the guys probably appreciated that having somebody there with them um yeah i hope so it was brutal man i'm i mean look i've gotten soft i'm 43 years old i used to be able to sleep in feces if i had to you know i mean i'll sleep anywhere back in the day and now it's like Man, I wanted my pillow. I wanted my blankie. I wanted my wife. Like I was like, I, I I told him. I said, look, you guys are missing your families. Guess what? I am too. You you know you guys are, are you know you don't love the dorms. Well, guess what? I don't either. So um, that was really cool. You know, it was really cool to see these guys. And and also it was cool to have an inside look to what they're struggling with. You know, I, I got a I got a face to face, eyeball to eyeball look of what it's like during the day, what it's like at ten o'clock at night, what it's like first thing in the morning for them. So. Uh, it was good for both of us, and I do think they appreciate it. And I think that um, I think that ultimately it was a really good. Uh, uh, it was a lot better than it could have been. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I definitely. I'm sure that they were happy with it. It's a cool experience. Uh, you got to see both 
them and your family. So I guess it all worked out. Yeah. Um, but we also have uh, another person in here with us. We have uh, the starting heavyweight for the Cavaliers. It's Mr. Quinn Miller. So, Quinn, how's it going? Love the beard. Is that a mullet I see? It, it looking it good, man. <laughs> it is. Got a lot of compliments on it so far, so I got to keep it going. Um, this morning's been great. Woke up like 30 minutes ago, had a bowl of cereal, so it's always, always good. Um, just like Garland said, we've been training the last couple weeks. Um, parents are out in Idaho, so I don't really go home anyway, so it was nice to actually have people here this year. And so that's really it. Just been training and having fun not being in school. That's awesome, man. I uh, I actually got to do a podcast last night with Jack, and he I told him that you were coming on today, and he asked me to ask you about the Idaho story, because I guess he, in his words, your parents, you know, you guys grew up in Georgia, uh, and then after you went to college, moved to Idaho to was it raise alpacas or something like that? Oh, that was the original plan, actually. So the way it all landed or laid out was my dad's dream was the move to Alaska and it's been like that forever and my mom was refusing it my whole life but his dream was Alaska so I move into dorms my freshman year and a couple weeks later I get a call from my mom I was like hey we moved to Idaho and I was like what the hell are you talking about like you just dropped me off in college she was like yeah well we're in Idaho we bought a farm and I was like all right that's cool and so I was that was it they dropped me off at college, moved to Idaho. And the original plan was alpacas, but there's really nothing to do with alpacas, so they got sheep instead. Wow. So was there, like, was, was there no warning of, like, hey, we're thinking of Idaho? It was just like, hey, next time you come home, you're not going south. You're going west. <laughs> yeah, there was no warning. They just dropped me off, and then a couple of weeks later, like, hey, we, we moved. We're, like, it was, they were on the way to driving i think they're in they're somewhere in the midwest when they called me and they're like hey we're moving to idaho i was like sick hey man it's uh it's all good i bet idaho is beautiful so it's amazing i love it every i've been out there twice and i love it every time it's awesome yeah man well very cool um probably yeah a little bit uh nicer looking place at least in lawrenceville uh lawrenceville is cool you know i'm from i'm from canton so i'm 40 45 minutes somewhere down the road, but uh, I bet Idaho is beautiful compared to there. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, man. So let's let's jump in a little bit to you know some wrestling stuff. First things first is you guys actually got to get back on the mat this weekend. I know over the summer there's been a couple competitions here and there. You know, send a couple guys here, a couple guys there, um, but actually back in a UVA singlet. So um i guess both of you i guess we'll start with coach how did it feel back how, how did it feel to be back on the mat with your guys wearing uva singlets it was awesome it was awesome but it, honestly it was almost it was weird a little bit too right at first you're like i can't believe this is has this really happening is this really gonna happen you know you're almost waiting for something to go wrong and uh, uh so when that first whistle blew it was just so nice it was like okay we're here we're doing it we got guys going you know and, and it went so smooth and app state ran a great format uh john mark bentley does a great job he runs a great program i just think him and his staff do a great job that's one of the reasons why i wanted to go down there i knew it would be a first class event and it was and and then the performances right you know you always feel good coming out of the gym when we had 11 guys go undefeated Denton spencer got sick 
um, the day we were leaving, so he couldn't go, or else I, you know, no disrespect to anybody else in the way, but I think he would have went undefeated too. We come out there with twelve guys undefeated. I feel really good about it. And and the, we talked to our guys about competing in such a way. Louis Hayes was just an absolute terror. I mean, just putting points up and chain wrestling and underhooks and elbow buys and throws and this and that. I mean, going on top and turning guys. I mean, we just he was the example of of multi. Uh, chain wrestling for our team and what it looks like to just constantly keep scoring points no matter what. Uh, Jay Yellow had bonus point victories in pins. Brian Courtney, our, one of our other captains, had a lot of, uh, had all bonus point in, in pins. Quinn Miller, um, Quinn beat the number one ranked guy in the Southern Conference, who I, I think he's a, he's a very uh, talented and skilled wrestler from the Citadel at heavyweight. So, you know, that's one reason why I wanted Quinn on the show. And uh, obviously, uh, in addition to the fact that his story is great, which you just heard a piece of it, so, so yeah, so I, I couldn't have been, I thought it was great. You know, obviously you walk out of there too, though. And you're like, man, we got so much to work on. We, we got to get better in this position. We got to get better in that position. And gosh, what are we doing here? So it's, it was, it was that combination of getting that data that you can't get any other way other than competition, having those concrete AOCs, areas of concentration in the wrestling room when you come back and then also being pumped for your dudes when they wrestled great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, I, I tuned in, got to watch all the mats, got to watch Quinn uh, kick some butt, and you know, got like the whole team looked good. I mean, it's got to feel good when you walk out of a tournament with more than your your starters going undefeated, right? You said you had eleven yeah. undefeated. You know, mathematically, not even looking at who was who, ten starters. So you had more than your starters that were undefeated, which is awesome, um, and. Man, so it really was a good showing. But uh, you talked a little bit about about Quinn and uh, knocking off one of the top guys or the top guy in the SoCon. Um, so I guess let's take it to Quinn. Quinn, how did it feel to be back in a UVA single this weekend? Well, it was different for sure. Um, last time we were in our single was ACCs last year, so it's been almost an entire year wrestling for UVA, but. Putting on that singlet is just as exciting as I'd say the first time, just because it was so long ago. So I was I was pumped for it. It was a great tournament. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it really was good to be back. Like you said, it's good to actually get out there and have that whistle blow and a little bit of relief knowing that it's actually going to happen. Um, so. You know what? What all went into actually making the season happen? Because there was a million things behind the scenes. Like it was crazy. COVID's wild. Like, what actually got y'all onto the mat, Coach? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was without boring the listeners. You know, I don't want to get into every weed, but because I don't think people will truly ever really grasp it unless you're on the inside of college athletics and what we go through. But you know, I'll, it went in segments. So, you know, when everything first went down, it was just how in the world. Do we get finally get to be starting doing something in September? So we started like September 9th and it was masks and bubbles and, you know, <laughs> pods. And we had so many groups going during the day. And then we, even when we were outside, we had to be six feet apart, right, Quinn? We had to have our masks on while we were running. And, and then we were getting tested and all the tests. And then we got through that. And then the next wave was, oh man, uh, I got to let him go home sometime. So I let him go home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> And that ended up being a trip without getting into details. So then we <laughs> recover from that. We did a two-week quarantine from that just to be able to get the guys back in the bubble again. And then, and so I'll catch up to speed. We're, this is really where it gets good. In December, 
I don't know exactly what date it was. Maybe it was December 7th or something. when we finally were able to start, start our mini camp. That was after we quarantined again, after letting go on for Thanksgiving. And from there, it was okay. We're in this bubble. We're not breaking the bubble. That's why we're not going home for the break. And, and we're going we're gonna to do everything we can. We're going to be testing two times a week and then ultimately three times a week. And we're not going to have any positive tests. And, and that's what happened. We, um, we made it a full month. I believe it was, yeah, it was four weeks, two and three times a week getting tested with no problems. And um, the only time in, in our world that anything's happened where we've had something, you know, somebody test positive was when they broke the bubble and we let them go home. Uh, we haven't had any, you know, we, we really haven't had too many issues uh, inside the bubble. So that's why the bubble is so important. So what, what goes into it is the commitment from these kids. And I want to praise Quinn. You just heard, this is partly why I love him and, and part of the story. I don't know if the listeners really caught what he just said. His parents dropped him off at college and then moved off the grid. <laughs> so when everybody else gets to go home and get hugs from mommy and get back rubs from the girlfriend and everyone tells them how great they are back home and, and their buddies tell them how sweet they are, Quinn doesn't get any of that. You know, talk about a mentally tough kid and a kid that knows how to, knows how to struggle well. He, when everybody else is doing that stuff and the home stuff, Quinn doesn't go anywhere. He, he either stays here he's, you know, or, he, or he's with a, a buddy on the team and he's done that with a smile on his face the whole time he's never complained once he's never felt sorry for himself he's never come in my office and said that he's got anxiety or depression or anything else resulted not there's anything wrong with that but, but he just said i'm going to have an attitude of i'm going to be grateful for every chance i get on that mat because i've been through some stuff you know quinn's been through some real stuff in his life in his personal life with injuries physically with wrestling and so i just think that's a pretty special kid i live in a world where every single day and I'm not trying to be dramatic when I say this because it's, it's part of my job. So I'm not complaining about this, but I'm giving a real testimony to what my job really is. It's attending to the wants, needs, desires, and problems of 18 to 22-year-old males. <laughs> the most unstable group of humans on the United States, planet Earth, of the world that we live in. <laughs> Shots fired. Think about that for a second. Think about that. It's yeah. every week. Every text, every call, every parent, everything, everything they got is the end of the world. The world's coming in. My girlfriend broke up. The world's over. I'm hurt. The world's over. I'm not starting. The world's over. This is what I deal with. And you know what? Quinn's never done it. Never that I can think of. I don't think he's ever once done it. I mean, he's got such a great attitude on life. He's strong in his faith. He knows who he is. And he brings a, a level of joy and, and fun and just... Um, you know, just a passion for, for our family, our program. He's as loyal as he can be. And I can tell you he has another story about that in a second. But so that's why I wanted him on this call because to me, that's special. To me, that's special. There's not a lot of people like him. So I know I just blacked out and went on a rant, but I, I, that's important for me to get across, man. You know, it's, I, I live in a high maintenance world, a world where a lot of people are tugging at me in all directions. And all Quinn wants to do when he sees you, how you doing, man? What's going on? I mean, that's a very rare person right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome to hear, uh, Coach. I think we're have a little trouble with your audio, maybe a little connection, um, but yeah, we got it all, so it's all good. Um, okay. But that sounds a little better for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can take it, you know, uh, in this direction, then kind of jumping over to Quinn. Um, you know, he said a lot of good things about you, obviously, Quinn. Um, background on Quinn for the listeners who might not know. Grew up in Georgia, went to Archer, which was powerhouse program in Georgia. Um, 
during that time, Georgia was kind of still on the rise, and Archer was nationally ranked. So uh, it was a really big deal for Georgia, having a school that was that much of a powerhouse. Of course, Quinn was a big part of that. Um, won a state title in Georgia and, you know, obviously ended up choosing to, to move up to Virginia and and join the Cavaliers. So, uh, Quinn, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you get there? You know, what went into the decision to come up to Virginia? Um, and, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your journey, I guess. I think my recruiting process was a lot different than most. I was a big football recruit. Initially, my whole life, every Saturday and Sunday growing up, we would watch as many as we could. We're all the big teams, all the Power 5 football teams, and we'd watch them. We had, like, a playbook of every team's offense and defense, and it was we were football-minded. And so going around through high school, I think I ended high school with something around, like, 20, 25 offers for football, and then I had a real bad injury. And within a weekend, I think like 18 or 19 of them called me and gave me some weird excuse like, oh, we don't have any more spots available or we just had another linebacker commit, so we don't need you anymore. Or like, hey, we know about your injury. We're just kind of scared about it. And so that was hard. You know, my whole life was about football. And then here's 20 schools in a row, call after call for hours hey, we, we don't have a spot for you or you're not coming to with us. And so as a last-ditch effort, I went to NHSCA and ended up – what did I do, Coach? Did I tech that kid or pen him that you were recruiting? I think you pinned him. Yeah. And so I pinned this kid that Garland was there to watch. And then Garland comes up to me and was like, hey, you want to come wrestle for Virginia? And I was like, shoot, I don't know. I've never even thought about wrestling in college. And so – from then on, I was like, I, I have to go visit, you know, their football schools are dropping me like crazy. So I need somewhere to go to college. And so we went and visited Virginia and I fell in love with it right away. I mean, when I got home, I called coach Garland. I was like, Hey, I want to be a national champ. Like, that's it. I just got to convince my parents. They're so football, football ready. There took them a while to understand that I wanted to wrestle and not play football. So what's a funny story out of this is I had already committed to Virginia to wrestle and the university of Georgia wanted me to take a visit. And I was like, you know, why not? Let's go take a visit. And Garland called me and was begging me not to go. He's like, you can't go. And I was like, Garland, please let me go. And I ended up just going anyway, knowing in my heart that it would have had to have been something spectacular for me to go there. And instead like it was nice I'm not gonna lie it was pretty cool but I when I was there they were just giving me like the runaround they're like we want you to be a preferred walk-on and all this other stuff and I asked the coach like why not an offer why not be a full-ride athlete why be a walk-on and they're like just giving me a bunch of excuses and I was like Virginia didn't do that to me Virginia told me they wanted me to come in and be the be the heavyweight they wanted me to be their guy and I was like they're they weren't being shady about it. And I was I told the coach at University of Georgia, I was like, look, if you can give me a straight answer, I'll think about it. And he just, oh, well. Uh, uh. And I was like, all right, have a good day. And we left and we went home. And then he called me two days later and was like, hey, we need your decision. Like, we need you to commit to Georgia right now. And I was like, I, I'm not. I'm staying with Virginia. And he just, like, hung up on me. 
I was like, all right, I'll see you later. And so then we get uh, Coach Ellis was our coach at the time. And I don't know if you know this, Garland, but I was in a math test and I get a call from Ellis. And I looked at my teacher. I was like, hey, this is my college coach. Can I answer this real quick? And she looked at me and goes, the only way you're answering this, you put it on speakerphone. And I was like, all right, fine. So I answered it. Put it on hey, coach, what's up? Coach Ellis because I can't wait for you to get to Virginia. I'm going to kick your ass. And then hangs up. And then I just look at my, I like look around and everyone's staring at me. And I look at my teacher and I was like, yeah, that was, that was my coach. <laughs> and she, I was just speechless. I didn't know, I didn't really know what else to say at that point. So I just went back to taking my test. Man, that's funny. Yeah. That's, well, uh... that's awesome. I actually didn't know that. Um, is my audio better now? A little bit better, I hope. Yeah, it sounds a little better. It's making some kind of ticking sound, but it's, it's better. I think we got you. I've got, I've got all kinds of technical difficulties right now. Uh, my computer's on the fritz, but, but listen, so let me jump in on this story. Cause it's, it's, I didn't realize that even part, but you gotta understand the whole time me and Ellis are like, dude, football, these, these dudes, I mean, they're going to try to throw the glory at them. They're going to do everything they can to try to get them. We were at, we were at Quinn's house twice. I mean, the one time we walked in to dinner, me and Ellis and Ellis just, Ellis has no timing at all. Just like the call. I love him. He's one of my brothers. He's one of my best friends, but he just flat out goes, as soon as we sit down for dinner, he goes, so, 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 so what's up? You wrestling or what? You're going to play football. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Let us know. <laughs> we didn't even get the food in our mouth yet. He's asking him that in front of his parents, you know? And then, uh, and here's another funny part. So after, and this is, shows, I told you I wanted to illustrate Quinn's loyalty. So not only did Georgia obviously want him, what happened was after he committed to us, he was all signed, sealed, delivered, the, the, you know, the deal's done. The Virginia coach, Bronco Mendenhall, head head football coach, called me. And Bronco's a really good dude. He did the right thing. He called me as a courtesy, you know, and to do the right thing. He goes, hey, we really want Quinn Miller. And I was like, hey, man, all due respect. I'm like, we put a lot of time into that young man. He's our future. Like, I'm really sorry, but no, I, I can't support this. Like, no way, man. No, I said it nicer than that, but that's pretty much what I said. And But I was so nervous when we hung up. The next, Like, two days later, I see Quinn in the locker room. And uh, I'll never forget it. Quinn was sitting on the chair in our old locker room that's now demolished. And I walk in and I go, I go, Quinn, Quinn. And I start going off about football and this and that. And I love you. But he just looks at me. He goes, Coach, there's no freaking way I'm wrestling. I'm playing football for anybody. He's like, I promised you I was going to wrestle. You believed in me. Nobody else did. I'm wrestling for you. You're my guy. And I was like, thanks, bro. <laughs> and I just, like, walked out of the locker room, you know. I was so happy because I was, I was really nervous, you know. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, so that, again, that's what I think is pretty cool about what people don't know about the background of recruiting, how deep it goes and how, you know, those relationships, how much time and, and, and all the different complexities. And Quinn was a lot more complex than most because, again, we were fighting against big-time football and all, and all the things they were throwing at him. So, yeah, that's got to be a very complex wrinkle to deal with at heavyweight is that these guys are also probably getting recruited for football. Um, man, that's wild. But Georgia lost a good one, man. Sucks. I'm a Georgia grad, but uh, it, you, you made the right choice. And, you know, talking to all all of you guys over at Virginia, it seems like most people have kind of a similar story where um, – it's a lot of loyalty and you know coach carlin reached out to you right at the beginning and was there the whole time and um it's a lot of the same story so i think it, it really is a it's a good thing to that or it says a lot about the recruiting uh for you guys over there um but yeah man so i guess a little bit more into your into your time in virginia you actually get to virginia right you decide i i'm wrestling right 
football, awesome, but not now, right? You're you're right. all in on wrestling. Um, how did the career start off? How did everything go? Uh, well, like Garland said earlier, been riddled with injuries. So still dealing with um, a back injury freshman year, decided to redshirt. Um, Tyler Love takes a starting spot. Um, next year, I win the wrestle-off for the starting spot my second year over Brian Kennerly. And then halfway through the season, I tear my ACL at Missouri. Um, and then last year, like dealing with my knee, dealing with my bag, it's like healthy enough. Doesn't hurt too bad on the weekends. And then COVID hits and you don't get to go to nationals. So like it's been it's been hard because I haven't had a full season yet, but it's also been really cool with all the support I have, with all the people around me that know and understand how hard it is. But the like winning the spot my second year and then tearing my ACL really opened my eyes to just how important every match is. Like it really could be your last one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to jump in on that too because Quinn's not going to brag on himself. But so his redshirt freshman year, he took second at the National Collegiate Open and had a really solid season. That summer is where he made the big gains, though. So we have our RTC and, and Travis and Trent Paulson did a phenomenal job with Quinn. And Quinn ended up making all the way to the World Team Trials finals in his age group. He wrestled a young man from Missouri and in, in, uh, placed at Vegas, first of all, at the field at the Nationals, uh, the Junior Nationals. And then he went all the way to the Trials finals. And so that's pretty darn good for a guy who's a football player first and actually didn't have any freestyle experience really at all. I mean, he learned all his freestyle that that summer. So um, that's how that's, you know, just to give him some props. That was a pretty impressive feat. And the next year, as his, what he's talking about when he tours ACL, what he had done to that point, he had beaten two or three nationally ranked guys to that point, including the guy who ultimately was in the round of 12 from Missouri in that dual meet. Quinn tours ACL in the first period and wrestled the rest of the match with a torn ACL and came back and beat the guy from Missouri, Elam, who's a total stud, who, again, was in the NCAA round of 12 that same year. He beat him. You know, I believe it was either right at the last seconds of the third period or in overtime and, and and helped us almost knock off the number three team in the country. As a matter of fact, that, that dual meet came down to the very last bout, the very last point. We lost by one point. Um, so that's that's how close we were because of Quinn's efforts. So, um, again, I think that's pretty tough. I think that uh, wrestling with a torn ACL and beating the top 12 guys is pretty hard to do. Uh, but then, like he said, that stunk. The rest of the year was out for him, you know. And then he came back. Uh, last year was he finally had a year where he was where he could do a lot more than he ever had been. And and uh, again, he he started off the year great. Was beating nationally ranked guys. He beat the top 14th ranked guy from Harvard. Beat other nationally ranked guys, and it was doing great. And end up having another injury that we won't we won't get in detail on that. Uh, but it was that was a hard one too that, that set him back during the year. So um, right now he's healthy, and it's it's awesome to see. You know, because it's amazing what you can do when you're not dealing with that type of stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm looking at uh, WrestleStat, you know, your record throughout college, and uh, you had a good freshman season with a winning record. And then, like you said, you know, before you got hurt, again, had a winning record, had a good season going. And then uh, last year, 19 and 7, awesome year, national qualifier. And, you know, I don't know if it's your sophomore or if medical, I don't know what year technically was, I guess sophomore year, but uh, your first shot and your first whole year, you make it to the national tournament and you had a good year. Uh, but again, rug pulled out from under you. So I can't imagine the hunger 
you must have right now heading into this year. So I guess tell us a little bit about, you know, battling through that adversity of having, I guess, you know, the red shirt and then two years kind of pulled from you. Um, you know, how does that affect how you're feeling heading into this season? Um, I'm still as confident as ever. Um, I believe the way we've attacked our COVID protocols that we're going to be fine. Our team's going to be fine with our case numbers. So there's no reason why all of our guys shouldn't make it deep into ACCs and qualify for nationals. Um, I just hope the rest of the wrestling world can follow. Um, I don't, there's just, there's not much to say. I'm ready. You know, I want it bad. So. Yeah. Uh, coach, do you have anything on that? Well, you know, you, you hate to make predictions, but you just, what we try to do is, is, um, uh, it's, it's lit. I know it sounds so ridiculous or corny or cliche, but it's like, I'm going to be my best today. What I've learned through COVID is, is you can't live one foot in the past. I can't believe this happened and you can't live one foot in the future. What if this happens? Uh, Cause then what happens is you miss the present. So what we're trying to do is, is, is live today. What, how can I be the best I can possibly be today? And then when I wake up the next day, the first thing I do is, Lord, how do I please you? And how do I do the best I can do today? Uh, how do I glorify you today? How do I max out the gifts and talents I have today and the opportunities I have today and the relationships I have today? How do I honor you in that way? And then tomorrow you do the same thing tomorrow. Quinn, um, you know, it's our radio show, so we can say what we want. I won't get into too much detail, but he, his life has been transformed from the inside out here. And so I, I, have, I trusted He's in the right place with that. He knows that he's process fixated. He know not outcome fixated. He knows as, as big as his goals are, as much as he wants to win, and we want him to be a national champ as well. That goal hasn't changed. He knows that in order to enjoy every second of that journey to get to that point, he's got to stay in the moment. And, and he's got to say, he's, he's got to worry about today's an off day for him. It's a recovery day. So he's got to max out on that. And then tomorrow, how do I get the best possible practice? So that way I'm, I, I get the most, I got 1% better that day. And then you go from there. And so that's our whole team right now. Our whole team right now needs to just worry. Like I haven't even told some of the guys if they're wrestling this weekend or not. It's just, you know, it, you know we're, work, we're still working out the extra matches and all that stuff for Gardner-Webb. But, and no one said a word. None of, the, none of the guys who, you know, who are the typical guys wrestling. Because it's like, look, I, I, coach tells me what to do and I do it. My job is to get better today. My job is to get better today. And what's cool about the new COVID situation is – you know, as long as the other team has bodies and has guys that want that are healthy to wrestle, coaches are going to be great about it. You're going to get as many guys' matches as possible. You're going to do the best you can uh, to get all your guys better each week, week in and week out. So that's what we have to worry about it and or, or be concerned with. I shouldn't use the word even worry at all, but be concerned with. It. And then, if and when we do that, by the end of the year, I think you're going to see a really good product for the ACC tournament. Yeah, and it's been really cool to see what the different teams are doing to kind of adjust like you said i mean i know y'all actually at app state kind of transformed that what was supposed to be a dual tournament into like uh, a round robin tournament which was awesome you got all the guys more matches um and then you know you had the other duels like virginia tech and um there was another one i think Pitt did like kind of a, a varsity mat and a jv mat kind of deal like in high school right what you call um do you guys see some of the stuff like that sticking around past COVID, like these, you know, round robin tournaments, having like a, a JV quote unquote mat for extra matches. It's funny you say that Earl Hall right after the App State match goes, look, COVID or no COVID, I love this format. He said, why are we not doing this all the time? He goes, why would we not stick with this moving forward? And I agree with him. 
I agree with them. I mean, think about it. We were we started wrestling at ten o'clock in the morning. We were out of there by what? Queen three o'clock, four yeah. o'clock, something like that. Four. That's awesome. And it was it was fast paced, going. Um, you know, tournaments sometimes can get sort of. You know, you almost get like punch drunk by the end of it. You know, you go to an open and, and you don't even know what day it is. You don't even know what year you're in, what planet you're on by the end of it. This wasn't like that. It, it was a fresh, fresher feeling. It was everybody knew who they were wrestling ahead of time. The, you know, you knew the matchup. It was just good. Um, so I, I do I do think it'll continue. I think why not? Why wouldn't we have the extra matches moving forward to get ev- to keep everybody engaged and improving and competing? Uh, I know I had a good friend of mine. He's a pastor. He's he's. Uh, Quinn knows him really well. He's the pastor of the church we all go to together. And he said, when this all happened, he, it's funny. For being a pastor, he, he's glass half full with all his stuff and all his constituents. But when it comes to me and my world giving me advice, he's always glass half empty. And he goes, Quinn, you'll love this. He's so Pete. He goes, what are you going to do with all those guys who aren't wrestling? They're, they want to compete, Steve. What are you going to do with all them? Like going on and on and on about how rough it's going to be for me. And I'm like, and sure enough, you know, the ACC coaches, and I got to give them a lot of credit, they came up with this extra match format and everybody was on board for it. And so it's another example of human ingenuity of, of and where's the opportunity in this challenge. And that's what happened. The wrestling coaches got together and said, Hey, we can do this and, and everybody wins. So it's actually a better situation than it was pre COVID in my opinion, because in the old format, think about it. If you're not the guy in February or, or late January, you're not the guy, you're probably not wrestling again until the NCOs or something like that. And, and now Hopefully, again, if there's matchup scenarios, you're gonna get you're gonna get matches in the whole season. That that's the goal, and I think it'll be really good for the student athletes. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so it's weird because it's such a simple thing. Like we've done it all throughout, you know, middle school, high school with these kids growing up, and then they get to college, and it kind of went away. But I mean, why not get the extra matches, right? You're, you're seeing kids that are at the NTA tournament that only have, you know, they have less than 20 matches when you could do a duel and get two matches instead. Um, and so I guess I, one quick question, just curious, those first, I guess, uh, this weekend with Gardner Webb, do you guys know if y'all are doing extra matches? Yeah. So Daniel and I talked yesterday and then again, this morning, we're going to have probably 10 or 11 extra matches. We'll do the dual meet, the 10 bouts, uh, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll clean the mats and then we'll have two mats going and we'll bang out 11 bouts on two mats. It'll go quick. Okay. And then the other question, uh, relatively quick also is, with those, I mean, we're, we're calling them kind of exhibition matches, but do they do they actually count for the records for these guys? So, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a big distinction. They're not being called exhibitions; they're extra matches. Okay. And so, what we had to do with the NCAA is get the verbiage correct and get it cleared uh, cleared that these every single one of these matches absolutely counts. Season record form. Uh, it's just like any other any other match. It won't count towards the, t- the dual team score, obviously but it will definitely be on their record for both guys and it will count. Should, and that's what makes it so important. You know, should your starter go down, for example, that other guy, he's got to get those matches. So he has a chance to get the NCAAs as well. And he needs to have a record. He needs to have at least four matches competed. So that's, that's exactly why we're uh, pushed so hard for this. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, you know, all around, get your starters more, more matches, hopefully more wins, get, you know, the guys that aren't getting in the lineup, more experience. I think it's a, you know, win, win all around. Um, but I guess take a, a little step back to last weekend because we, we talked a lot about Quinn and you talked a little bit about the team a second ago. Um, the, the team had a great weekend, right? We unfortunately didn't get to see see Denton, but um, I mean, all the starters had a great weekend. Like you said, I think Louis Hayes killed a couple guys. Um, so it, it was fun, man. So like, what 
what takeaways, I guess, coach first, what takeaways did you have from that first competition for your guys? And, you know, what are you kind of looking to improve on or move forward with? Um, well, the takeaways for me were like the way that, that Brian Courtney and Louis Hayes and Jay Yellow were wrestling. Juddy McCoy, Justin McCoy looked amazing too. Golly, I mean, there's the one sequence we sent to our team. Uh, Travis does a really good job of breaking down film, and he sent this sequence where Juddy fake, snap, chop, fake, snap, chop, angle attack. I mean, he was just, he's such an athlete using this, we call it busy hands. I mean, he was just overwhelming his opponent. So that was what we want to see from everybody, though. We can't just have it from five guys or six guys. We got to see it from everybody. And same thing, Quinn, you know, that clip we sent you, that Travis sent you, where he elbowed by the guy, then opened the window, high crotch, all that stuff. So that's that's what we want to see. Action items coming out of it. Our goal, and Quinn did a great job of this on top, his last match against the young man from Citadel. We want to be the best team in the country on top. That's one of our little sub goals. I'm a top guy, and so I'm, I'm biased. And uh, if you saw me, my body type and how unathletic I am, thank heavens for top wrestling, or else I would have never been an All-American Division One. So uh, I feel like um, I feel like a guy like Quinn, a guy like Juddy, a guy like Jay, who actually are real athletes. Can you imagine what they can do if they become manimals on top? So uh, Quinn can take it from there. But I think top wrestling is what I want to see moving forward from our team, scoring points from top. I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about wrestling and the sport in general is we, we have the Ben Askrens, uh, apparently the Steve Garlands, because we're, we're looping you in that uh, with him, with the body type, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we had a bunch of great weekends. Obviously, you talked about Quinn. I mean, Quinn got a, a tech, a 20-to-1 tech. I, I don't even know how you get to 19 without them calling the match. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, it's a 20-to-1 tech, a pin, and you had that 4 to nothing win over the guy from the Citadel. Uh, another one that I wanted to kind of point out that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Keating. Jake Keating at 165 uh, actually had two ranked wins this weekend. So uh, I guess what did you see from from Keating? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I totally get Jake. Um, yeah, so one reason why I want to quit on the show is because I feel like he's really underrated and, and he kind of falls below the radar and he doesn't get talked about enough. Jake Keating's another guy. Jake Keating, back to back to back, the last two U23 Nationals or U23 Worlds trials, has taken fourth and third back to back. He's won a combined, I think he won eight matches the first year, seven or eight, and like six. So he's won 13 matches in two years at that tournament. And and he doesn't even, like, people don't even know his name. So, I mean, he beat Quincy Monday. He's beaten, um, gosh, how many guys did he beat your, your freshman year, redshirt freshman year? Remember, uh, Quinn? He pinned, remember, he, I think he pinned the kid from Missouri, Jacques. He pinned, I mean, he's beaten yeah. so many guys, beaten the starter from Chapel Hill a couple times. Like, he's, he, he's man, I could so go get him. Huh? So these are a roommate. I can go get them. Ha! Ah, yeah. So, well, you take it from there, Quinn. Go off. Go crazy. I just want to put in a little story about Garland, how he's always a top guy. Every time someone goes to wrestle with him, he's like, all right, you go down. Every time I ever see Garland wrestle in the room, he's putting other people down so he can be on top and ride. It's hysterical. I love it when we get our freshmen every year. They're like, oh, I want to wrestle with Garland. I'm like, well have fun on bottom dude like <laughs> <laughs> well heck that's that's the thing like i feel like when you're when you're actually in it competing you're wanting to get better at all scenarios right uh, but when you're yeah, coaching sure. you're out of it you're like you know what i'm really damn good on top i'm just doing top that's it <laughs> <laughs> man so it's i just think it's hysterical but um to garland's point on this weekend like from an athlete it was cool to watch the team like it was awesome to watch juddy kill it louie actually killed a guy um another one that we're not talking about is Sedano. Sedano killed it this weekend and he coming in he's a freshman um 
and I don't know it. It'll be fun to finally get into the duels. The duels are awesome. I'm looking forward to Gardner Webb and the extra matches for our guys. Like we have, we have a heavyweight in a heavyweight that's in quarantine. So I'll be excited to watch them among the other guys. Um, I don't know. There's just there's a lot happening, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, uh, and that's a good segue to you know this weekend. Obviously, you know, last weekend you had you were at App State, had the round robin going. This weekend uh, you have Garner Webb coming to town, and it's going to be the actual first duel. You know where you guys are actually dual format, not tournament anymore. Um, Garner Webb just wrestled NC State last weekend. NC State got the win. What what are you guys looking at with this Gardner Webb match coming up? You know how are you feeling? What are the you know I guess the the points that you're hitting in practice this week, getting prepared? Yeah, well, you know I'm sure and I'm sure Daniel's doing the same thing with his team. Is you don't necessarily concentrate too much on the opponent, you more just concentrate on, on yourselves. And for us, it's Travis says this all the time to our guys: keep it simple, out tough, out attack. So we want to see guys uh, attack rate, busy hands. Um, you, you know, really get going to their stuff right away with no hesitation, you know, wrestling with no fear, uh, competing in such a way and, and then building off each other. Quit hitting the nail on the head with dual meets. It is so cool to see you guys cheering for each other and to see how, how you guys pull for each other over the years. Some of the crazy dual meets we've been in. I mean, gosh, just last year, the Chapel Hill match, the last dual meet of the season when came down to Louie versus there, you know, one thirty. it's like, if we win, we win the duel. If they win, they win the duel. It's just crazy. It was, couldn't have been any closer. And, and everyone's going ballistic. I mean, that's that's what you want to see is guys caring about each other, pulling for each other. And and I'm sure you know Gardner Webb's going to have the same goal. Uh, they're coming in here. Uh, they want to wrestle the, the you know best teams in the country, and they're not afraid to wrestle anybody. So you know they want to have that same vibe for their team. So that's what makes it cool uh, is both teams want to win. So I think that that that's what I'm looking for um, from a coaching perspective is is to see the way that they compete, not you know not necessarily the final score. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, another thing kind of pertaining to the the weekend ahead, obviously you got to actually put in, you know, multiple guys last weekend. So this weekend are the weight class, are the, is the lineup set? Um, or is it still, you know, kind of being played with or still some guys competing? Uh, how's it, how's it looking for the lineup, I guess? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, for the most part we have, we, we do have a couple weights, a few weights where there's, you know, there's, they're still not completely ironed out yet. It's just so early in the season. And, you know, we're trying to use the competition. Uh, we've done simulation matches. We've done three rounds of those, but even those, you know, they're hard to, hard to really get a grasp because it's, you know, I think it's just easy to wrestle. It's a lot easier to wrestle your teammate than it is in a real competition. And so some of the guys haven't separated themselves yet. And so to your question about what are we looking for? We're looking for that. We're looking for guys to separate themselves. You know, I know, I jokingly said this to Travis yesterday. My coach in college used to say this to me all the time. I fight fuss about something as a young kid because the 18 and 22 year old, the reason why I can crush that age group, I was one of them. And I know how much of a degenerate animal I was. So, you know, I would fuss or say this or say that. My one coach, Charlie Branch, he'd look at me and go, have you beaten anybody yet? <laughs> he would just, and he would say it with such a straight face and I'd be like, like my, my, I mean, I'd be so angry that my eyeballs would almost pop out of my head. Uh, and, and it was, but it's so true. He'd be like, why are you speaking to me? What have you done? You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Who have you beaten? Go beat somebody. And so we're looking for somebody to beat somebody. We're looking for somebody to go out there and, and go crazy, you know, and show us how bad you want it. So there are a few of those weights, uh, but, but we're also got those weights. Like again, where you're anchored by a guy like Jay Yellow is, you know, ranked anywhere between two and four in the country and Louie who climbed up to 12 and those guys. So, 
Um, but again, the biggest thing for us is the bonus points, bonus points, bonus points. Uh, I was really pleased with how many pins and texts we got. We want to see that uh, anybody, not just Gardner Webb, but anybody we wrestle, that's, that's what you want to see. Because frankly, that's what they're going to be trying to do to us. When NC State comes in here in two weeks, they're going to be trying to do that to us too, right? And you can't, you got to say, hey, that ain't going to be me. You know, I hate to go New York, Middletown thug on you, but you got to go out there and say, that's not going to be me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not the guy. So that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, no doubt. It's going to be a fun one. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be a good, good test this weekend, good place to start. And then, like you said, uh, NC State coming in the next weekend, they're the returning champs. So uh, definitely got to be prepared for that. Um, Quinn, I guess, you know, let's take it over to you for, for the duel coming up this weekend. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, how are you approaching this weekend? First duel of the year. Um, I'm going to approach this duel the same way I approach the NC state duel or tech duel or any duel. Um, I'm going to go, we watched me and Travis watched, I think like 30 minutes of film of my wrestling yesterday before and after practice. And that's what we're going to focus on. Focus on my attack areas. And then we went and drilled them for an hour. We focused on my my busy hands, as Coach said. And then we went and drilled it, you know? So for this coming up and looking forward, because we only get one one warm-up, one prelim, and then we're right into ACCs, you know? So I'm really just trying to put into action what we went over in our film room and in practice this week. Yeah. Definitely will. It's a uh, it's gonna be gonna be a good one. Kind of a, a tune up before the ACC schedule, and then uh, right into it. And you're gonna have you know your your a good matchup at NC State, and that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch with Deontay Wilson. Um, but that's uh, I mean that's that's pretty much I got as far as last weekend and the weekend ahead. Uh, is there anything else we want to get into, Coach? No, I would just say this. You know, I want to thank you. Jacob, for what you're doing and being an innovator and, and what you're doing with these shows, uh, they're going to help a lot of programs, man, not just ours. So I thank, I thank you and appreciate you and, and just for everybody that's listening that's a fan of our program, we're going to continue to do everything we can to keep getting information to you guys so you can know what's going on on the inside. And, and uh, especially where fans are going to be limited. Fans are very limited in almost every scenario now moving forward. Um, so we're going to try to do everything we can, whether it be streaming matches and or doing things like this to keep you guys in the know. Absolutely. What about you, Quinn? Anything, any big predictions or any fun things for the, for the duel this weekend? Um, for this weekend, I'll just say we got to beat NC State's team score. That's my goal. Um, go. But no, just like Garland said, um, just be ready. We're, we're excited and thank you as well it was fun to get some stories out about garland and ellis and let people know a little bit inside about our team it's always a good time got one of the one of the most fun if not the most fun coaching staffs in the nation for sure you guys are, are wild fun to talk to you every time um, we always keep it interesting all right man but that's all we got for you guys today thank you for joining and we will see you next time